Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Hello, mere human. You say that for now, but who's to say I won't change? Oh? You're gonna grow wings? I might do any number of things, because this is the what-if cast, and anything is possible here. Let's talk a little bit about evolving and what it entails, because it's a pretty cool topic. I guess I'm thinking about it more in the fictional sense, like Pokemon. Ah, yes, the quintessential modern example. Yeah, it is cool how as a species we've evolved, right? We we used to be chimps, gorillas. I'm not sure what kind of primates we were. And then I don't know what we were before that, but it's crazy how things do evolve on our planet. And I guess in the universe, right? It's probably not just on our planet. Everything evolves. It's just the way it works, right? Is, you know, you reproduce and all that. And there's something that might come out that's a bit different than the others, but it works well in the society. What do you think about evolving as a, as a species in the real world? Well, here's the thing. So few people actually get to witness evolution because it's so minute sometimes and it happens over such a long period of time. It's not really something that's very observable in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think humans will evolve as going forth? Like, is, is there anything that you feel like we will adapt to based off of current trends right now? There are a few things that immediately come to mind that I feel like would eventually, given that, like you said, the trend of humanity, I think eventually be helpful. I think if our skin was more sun or atmosphere resistant, I think that would help. Ooh, for global warming. I think in the same vein, if our lungs, if they were able to filter out particulates a little bit better, that way, if there was anything in the atmosphere, like smog, we wouldn't immediately die as a species. Eventually, there might be humans with strong enough lungs to filter that stuff out. Do you think technology is going to affect us in any way? You know, we have everyone looking at screens all day. Maybe our eyes become adapted to that better. It's entirely possible. If that's something that could actually cause humanity to start to die off, then yeah, eventually that could play a part into evolution. Ah, it's wild. Now, Christine, you so eloquently brought up Pokemon before. Oh, yes. My favorite. Just I, I sort of like Pokemon, but I just I never got into it when I was growing up. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you think people gravitate towards that when they think of evolution? Because I think it's very apparent how you have different Pokemon that evolve and you know exactly what they're going to turn into uh, for each round. I feel like there's three, right? You, you become one thing and then the next. There's going to be a lot of what I don't know in this episode <laughs> in terms of Pokemon knowledge. So apologies. No, I think that's fine. I agree, though. I feel like because evolution is so slow, because it's so hard to observe, because the changes are so minute, people sort of gravitate towards these fictional ideas, these drastic changes, things that happen to individuals, not entire species and communities of creatures. They mm-hmm. want to focus on a particular person or animal or thing changing drastically. Kind of in our real world example, we have the human, we have the, the caveman, and we have the primate as our past of evolving. 
Well, if you look at the historical examples, a lot of scientists will point you towards different stages of human evolution and the certain uh, developments that came with each one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was necessarily primate, caveman, <laughs> modern human. Right. But in a general sense, I suppose. Have you heard of any other kinds of evolutionary theories besides Darwinism and, of course, the, the Pokemon games, the fictional one? Whew, that's a good question. I guess I'm thinking about in fiction when people get their powers, it's kind of like an addition or enhancement to the person. Like I'm thinking about Captain America, you know, when he becomes buff and powerful and uh, Iron Man and I know just like all these superheroes that were one thing and then they became something a bit more powerful and and exciting. (laughs) I don't know if that counts, though. There actually was a researcher that predated Darwin who had a theory of evolution that turned out to be wrong, but it is interesting. And if you really didn't know how evolution worked, you might be inclined to believe it, especially in the old days, late 1700s, early 1800s, when this theory was coming out. The idea was that things that you did in your lifetime that affected you and your physical body could be passed on to your offspring. The classic example is like this. Let's say during your life, you did a lot of labor you became very muscular. Under this theory of evolution, your children would grow up to be naturally very muscular inclined. They would have that potential because you developed that potential and you passed that potential onto them. Wow. That's a cool theory. And how is it proven wrong? Because that's just not how that works. It doesn't matter how much I work out. If I had kids, (laughs) they would not naturally be very muscular as a result of that in particular. Shame. We're going to have very skinny kids one day. And again, you know, evolution just doesn't work that fast. You know, you can't have evolution in one generation. That's just not how genes replicate. You can't have that much variance from one organism to one other organism. It takes a long time. I'm just thinking, though, if this theory were a possibility, you know, what if? That would change a lot of things, I think, because I think a lot of people get motivated by what they want their kids to have. You know, people will try to get that promotion thinking about how am I going to survive with my family? And if you realize that the things you do with your own body and your own mind affect your kids, you know, maybe you're not going to be doing as many drugs or drinking as much, or maybe you'll work out more. Maybe you'll, you know, because it's not just you, it's not just affecting your life. You're really affecting your kids to the core, to, to their actual, you are affecting their body. Wild. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that if you knew with certainty that heavy drinking would predispose your kids to having liver problems, I think a lot of people would put down the bottle. Mm-hmm. In a sense, that would be a great thing, but also it just would hold a lot of responsibility on you as a person. If you are thinking about kids, I I assume less people would even be having kids depending on their life path and knowing, oh, this is what my kid is going to have because of my actions. Funny enough, that in and of itself is counter-evolutionary. You're right. So false that (laughs) we've disproven you again. That's very true. You mentioned earlier about individuals evolving. Let's say individuals could evolve within their own lifetimes. What would prompt something like that? Within their own lifetimes, just like a Pokemon. Something I do in my life can make me evolve, let's say, when I'm like 30. And then when I'm 50, I could evolve again. 
depending on my life actions? Or is this just something that's kind of predetermined that all humans become this thing when they're 30 and then 50? So I guess your answer to my question is it would be age. I actually don't know because this might help me with my answer in Pokemon. (laughs) Now, how do they evolve? Like, is it you actually fight a lot of people to evolve or it just just happens over time? So I'm just going to put this out there for all the listeners. I am a massive Pokemon fan. (laughs) I don't want to make this episode all about that, but let's just put that on the table. When it comes to the games, yes, some of them, after they train themselves and they get stronger through battle, that training eventually leads them to taking on a completely different form and evolving and becoming stronger through that. But not all of them do that. Some of them have to be exposed to certain elements. Ooh, hmm This also kind of reminds me of someone that is going to become a witch or going to be a Jedi in Star Wars, or like you're training to be that new person. Uh, that has a special ability in a way. So you don't have the powers yet until you really get into it and you expose yourself to it. So as me, as what what do I want to evolve into and how can I do it? That's a cool question. Well, I've always been really interested in magic and being able to do things with that. And if I can incorporate that as an evolutionary trait, I would love to. Yeah, let's just say I want to evolve as a a human with wings. But to become that, I need to expose myself, right? So I need to take a certain amount of flights and and actually maybe become a pilot. And then I gain my wings. (laughs) I mean, that's a cute idea, but it kind of renders your pilot training useless because why train all that time to be a pilot and fly an airplane or some sort of flying vehicle? If at the end of that, you get your license and you grow wings yourself, now you got to learn how to fly. You're right. I actually need to expose myself to birds and know how they work and and really observe them and their flapping abilities and flap myself with them. Christine, do you know what a plasmid is? No. In a nutshell, there is a biological concept called a plasmid. It's something that's present in bacteria. They have this little bit of DNA that codes for a particular trait, and they can actually pass this DNA to another bacterium that doesn't have it. And that bacterium can take this plasmid, this little piece of DNA, and attach it to its own genetic code. Now it can code for this thing because it has new DNA and it can do new things such as be resistant to a different kind of antibiotic that it wasn't resistant to before. Yeah. Gene editing. Is that what this is? Yeah. But at a microscopic level. Mm -hmm. But I thought about this when you just said that with the birds. You interacting with another species somehow gives you a new trait, something that they have, you now have by interacting with them. Kind of like how bacteria can pass DNA between each other. Yes. You can evolve in a metaphorical sense, I think, through your interactions with other people. It's not this grand sense of evolution, but just like real evolution, it's very small, but it adds up. You can evolve as a person and, you know, everyone can change too. People have views or opinions, you know, maybe they feel like they believe in everything one way and then they get exposed to someone that thinks different than them, or maybe they, they find a new hobby based off of a new friend and, and maybe that changes their life course. Maybe that's the path they go down and it becomes kind of more of their identity. Do you have any other examples of evolution besides Pokemon in the fictional sense? Well, I gave the example about Lamarck of transferring your own physical lifetime to your offspring. What do you think of those people that say that humans evolved from fish? 
I, I don't know too much about the full lineage of our evolutionary species on Earth going way, way, way back. But I do know that we started in the water in general. Like the, the way we started life was through a hot spring in the water. And so I, I know we started aquatic and then we eventually got onto land. Do I know if it's from a fish? No, no idea. So I assume that maybe those people are thinking the same way I'm thinking and we evolved from water and people don't realize there are things other than fish and water. So that's my guess. You talk about yourself. What are you evolving into? Maybe I have stronger skin. I gotta be honest for me, I'm realizing with my job and life in general, living in this corporate boring world. My biggest challenge in life is is getting distracted or not doing the job I'm supposed to be doing. And to be able to have a better work ethic and to like not get distracted and do what I'm supposed to be doing for eight to 10 hours a day. If I could do that and I could sit in a chair and be happy and that would be great. I feel like that's a lot of people's biggest challenges in life is just it's really hard to concentrate for that long to stare at a computer screen. I could get a bulldozer to lift something. You know, like, do I need super strength? Do I need to fly? Like, no, not really with what I need to do to survive on this planet. So how would you evolve? I would evolve as a concentrate guru where my mind is able to turn off having fun and just work. And do that and like not think about anything else, not get distracted. And it'll just do some boring stuff for a while. Now that sounds like you really adapting to your environment. It sounds kind of sad, but I guess, I guess, yes. Maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong fields. Maybe that's what I'm discovering right now. I say we all can expand and minimize our eyes depending on if we're looking at technology or the outside world. So we kind of conserve our eyes for the outside world. But when we're looking at technology, our eyes condense because we're able to really engross ourselves in the technology because it's so up close. So like a pupil dilation, but for the entirety of your eye? Right. Oh, the beauty of evolution. Ah, yes. Well, everybody, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the What If Cast. I like to think that this podcast has changed a little bit over time, and I'd like to think it's for the better. Yeah, we've learned a lot on the way. And as you go about your life, how would you want to evolve if you could? And maybe it's not a bodily change, but maybe it's something in a goal that you have that, you know, it's, it's more theoretical, but you can incorporate that into your life. Anyway, thanks for tuning in as always. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace, everybody. Enjoy your week. What if cast out? <laughs>